We don't have to go looking. He's with us. He said, look, I promise you, I promise, I'll never leave you. And that's a double negative in that I'll never, I'll never, ever, ever leave you. And I'll never, ever, ever forsake you. Now, I'm not against the songs we sing, but you'll see this morning we sang, Brian, thank you, truth. We sang positive truth. It gets into your soul. And it stirs you. And we, we've, got to, we've got to bring the good news of what Jesus has done. We, we must bring the good things out of what God has done. Sometimes we're so negative if you connected you to a car battery, you'd run that flat too. Just negative. Poor me. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't go with what you haven't got. Go with what you have got. And the Bible says you've got everything you need for life and godliness. Amen. Let's go home. <laughs> that, that's it. You've got everything. I looked up the Greek word for everything. It says everything. You have got everything you need. It's accessible. Because Jesus made a way. That's pretty good news. I was at my reading, I'm going through Chronicles. Second Chronicles. No, it's good. Uncle Solomon. You know, Davy's son. And he's building the temple. And you read what went into the building of the temple. Oh my word. No wonder when they raided and they wanted they stole everything in the temple because there was so much value. Gold and silver, bronze, and you can't imagine. And coming into the temple, there was this nervous excitement. We're going to the temple. We're going to meet with God. Oh, my word. The living God. You all saw the new telescope, whatever its name is. Everybody posts on Facebook, and this is our God. And yes, our God, yeah. He threw those things like that into space. And he knows them. And now we're making discoveries and we think how clever we are. God gives you the ability to build telescopes to see what he made because he wants you to acknowledge his glory. But the temple. And then, and then, you come to the new covenant and we the temple. Oh my word. Oh my goodness. Don't have to go and find a sheep and kill that. When you read the numbers of animals slaughtered, it's phenomenal. 120,000 sheep. Do you know how many sheep that is? It's 120,000. 100,000 other things. I mean, just think of it. And Jesus said, look, I'll fulfill all that for you. All you now need to do is acknowledge me. Own who I am. Own what I did. And you have free access. Oh, my word. That's everything. Sorry, I thought I preach. I'm just excited this morning. Yeah. Glory. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When we come to God, there must be... What does it mean... 
let me tell you what's happened to me. This, this week has been an, a challenging week for me because the 10th of July was four years since my wife died. And the 16th of July yesterday is four years since her funeral was. But then we sing the songs about the grave. I think, devil, you stupid Wally. You thought, but the Jesus I serve overcame. And of course there's sadness. But then you come to this one. Come into his presence. What does it mean? What does it mean to come to the Lord? What does it mean to call on the Lord? So I've had these weird things over the last, like, four weeks, a month. I have to, because of my age, get up and go to the bathroom to drink water in the mornings, early mornings. And I've discovered, amazing, that my cell phone, if you tap it, it tells you the time. I never knew that. I found that out by mistake. Because I'm so doff with these things, I pushed, I thought, oh, there it is. So now when I get out of bed, I tap the phone. And five times in the last month, it was 3.33. That's a bit odd. I said, Lord, are you speaking to me? Nah, once. This morning it was 2.22. So, nah. But over the last... It's been five times, 3.33. And I felt God say, Jeremiah, 33.3. You all know it. It's the phone number for heaven. 3.33. Call on me and I will answer you and show you things you don't know. That's what God wants to do. And then you wake up. I'm out. Duvet fever. You... Just, what does it mean to call on the Lord? Lord! (laughs) Help! No, I don't think that's it. When he says, call unto me, set aside some time. Just go and sit. The world is always in a hurry. When you get into the presence of God, it's like time stands still. It's weird. Like, that's what happened this morning. I was late. Oh, my goodness. I haven't even had my breakfast. I haven't had my pills. Because, like, I'm in my gown still. And the sun's up. Oh, my goodness. Because time seems to just stand still. Now, that's not a brag. Not every morning it's like that. Just this morning. Because yesterday I had another preach lined up. (laughs) And then God spoke. Because the Springboks won. No, I'm joking. (laughs) And I felt, and Brian, every song you sang, every word that you guys wanted to bring, all relates to the preach. I think you're just stealing my preach. Where's my phone? What, what was the message I sent you? Brian, send me a message saying, are there any songs you want to sing? What's the message I sent you? As the Spirit leads, just do it. As the Spirit leads. He was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. Who else was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day in the Bible? John. And what did he see? Oh, my word. He saw stuff. Anyway, I'll take my watch off. Now, can you tell me the time? Because I'm excited this morning, and it can go long. It can go long. So, warn me. It's, 10, it's nearly 10 past there. Everybody with me?
22. Give me half an hour. Please? Just half an hour. I've waffled for 10, so that's 40. So give me half an hour. When it's half an hour, say five minutes to go at 25 to. Because I forget my watch. And yeah. Thank you. Sid says take your time. Brother, um, that's a word from heaven. Hallelujah. So I want you to, to we're going to read out of, out of the book of Hebrews. The coffee makers are the men. Because Hebrews. And listen, these guys from Mossel Bay, it's wonderful to have you. I was in Mossel Bay not so long ago, and this man, um, you with um, Emsley, eh? And Emsley told me a little bit about what God has done in your life. It's wonderful. Rescued a man like that. I mean, if he can rescue you, he can rescue me, he can rescue anybody. And that's not unkind, it's true. God rescued you. God rescued us. So let's read together. Where are we? Hebrews chapter 10. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. Who of you have got a friend that's, not, that's in this congregation that's not here this morning? Why don't you just get your phone and phone them? Quick, just quickly. I'm serious. Will you phone them? Just say, well, I'm in church. Jeff's just said something, and we just want to tell you we're missing you. Come on, get your phones out. That's what phones are for. Come on. You've got a friend who's not here. Don't be silly. You're in church, I can't phone. Yes, you can. Phone Ross. I tried to phone Ross. I tried to phone him on WhatsApp on a video call, but he didn't answer. I'm in church, bro. I can't answer. Just get, get the call. Say, listen, Jeff's just read a scripture about, you know, giving up the habit of meeting. Just want to tell you, we're missing you this morning. Go on. I dare you. Why are you so scared? Hey, there you are. We miss you. We want you to be here. Yeah, go for it. What are you doing, right? He thinks this is weird. They think, what's happening, right? What's happening? Just tell them you love them. Or you can text them. So I'm in church, just missing you. <laughs> go for it, Gary. Not a preach now. Just a hello. <laughs> okay. You done it? I did that once in my church in, in the bay. People were, you phoned people? Yeah. The next, the next week, we, we had to bring in seats. <laughs> Seriously. Because people felt, oh my goodness, I'm loved. I've, I missed. They're missing me. Use what? Oh, oh they're scared they're going to get another phone call. Yeah. More and more I'm appreciating 
Sorry? Okay, excellent. Thank you very much. There we are. I'm appreciating the honor that Jesus has favored us with in coming to terms with being able to, vis- to, to come into his presence. It's, it's huge. It's absolutely massive. And drawing near to him has such benefits. It, there's such benefits. Let's be honest. We'd be unwise to not take up that offer. I mean, it's an offer that's free. Take up the offer. Meet with this God. And it's not a soppy, gooey, lovey thing. Jesus is a a real man, man. He was a carpenter. He's not soppy. Oh, Lord Jesus, I'm so glad you love me. No, I'm so glad that your love is strong and it's rescued me. Your grace. You see, when I get into the presence of God, I realize, oh my goodness, grace and mercy at work here. Because I'm not receiving what is due me. Because of mercy. And I am receiving what I don't deserve, which is grace. God. It's amazing. I'm excited. Just try and get excited. I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. Two points of interest I just want to draw your attention to. He says here, we, we have, where are we? We have, first of all, we've got confidence. And then we have a great high priest. Now, we've got to be careful about confidence. Because confidence can easily be turned to, be seen to be arrogance. And sometimes, unfortunately, it is. We see arrogance. I did this, I... You, you came to Jesus and he did it in you and through you. So I can come with confidence. And this, and this in the name of Jesus, which is beautiful, it's not a tag on the end of a prayer to make it successful. So Lord, in Jesus' name I ask you. Hold on, now it's done. Now, in Jesus' name means this. That's the code. That's the code to get into the presence. Otherwise you can't come. Lord, I come in Jesus' name. No merit of my own. But what he did. In Jesus' name. Because he's worthy. He's able. He can do it. I can't do it. I tried my best before I met him. And my best got me nowhere. Then I met him. And he gave his best. Because he gave himself. So I've got no merit. But I come in this name that is above every other name. That at his name, one day, every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess that he is God to the glory of the Father. That's who we've got. And we come to his presence. We come to his presence. He says, we, we, we have confidence. And we have a great high priest. In another passage, it speaks about this high priest. He's not, he's not like a high priest that was, they used to have. You know, Jesus, when he was on the planet, never went into the Holy of Holies. He went to the temple, never went into the Holy of Holies. Because he wasn't a priest. From the tribe of Levi. Never went in. But now, he sits enthroned. In that place. 
And the Bible says he's made a new and living way. So I enter the way and I go to Jesus. Beautiful. I'm so distracted with my notes. Why have I got notes? What are these for? We've got this priest. He doesn't have a bad day. Never has a bad day. You wake up and you say, Lord, here I am again. And he says, morning, my boy. How are you? I didn't, I didn't have a good night. What was it? I was dreaming all weird dreams. It's okay. I'll tell you what you do and read. Because you see, this is the, the written word. Read that and then be, be Jesus. The living word will become more real to you. Because I've sent this one. He's called the Holy Spirit. He lives in you. He will open your eyes and your understanding. When you read, I was never a reader. Reading, farm boy, we don't read, we work. We milk cows and help cows to give birth. And we, we, that's what we do. We drive tractors and plow and plant seeds and read. Now, you read the word of God. This is, this is living. The Bible says it's living and active. It gets into your soul. And then you, you get to know the Jesus who is the living word. Oh, magnificent. That's our high priest. Never in a bad mood. I've sinned, Father. Oh, you again. No, never like that. Never like that. Never like that. We used to, I used to be in a church called um, Jubilee Community Church, and we had this big house. Where are we now? Yeah. Um, Weinberg, Weinberg, somewhere back here, big house. And in the office that I was in, there was a basin, and, and it had a little cupboard above it. And the guy that led the church was, <laughs> and he was a little guy. So one of my friends, he said, I'll tell you what we do. Let's get him into your office. I'll climb into the cupboard. And then you ask him quite a difficult theological question. And then I'll speak from the cupboard and say, my son, we, we thought this was, and we did it. He was so cross with us. How dare you? So we said, no, that's the curtain. You know, he's the priest. He's going to answer. Yes, my son. He said, yes, my son. Gonna. You know, you see the movies. They come for confession. We don't need a mediator. We've got Jesus. All that stuff is gone. Hallelujah. I'm so, now let me stick to my, stick to your notes, stick to your notes. <laughs> then he uses the phrase, let us, let us. I didn't give it to you, I'll read it. Verse, verse 22, it says, let us draw near to God. Let us draw near. Then verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope Verse 24, let us consider how we may spur one another on. Verse 25, let us not give up meeting together. And then later on, but let us encourage one another. And I heard a guy say, it's like a salad. The lettuces. <laughs> but that's the encouragement. But we, <laughs> we, they, he uses them. For, we have, speaks to us about what God has given we, we have, I have, you have, we have peace with God. We have confidence 
It's something God has given to us. I'm not fighting for confidence. The writer says, we have confidence to enter. We have confidence. It speaks to us about what God has done. Let us speak to us of privilege. The privilege. You know how many people in nations are not allowed to meet like this? The cops are waiting for you. You meet, they come and break it up. They beat you up. There's persecution. I'm not going to go to church today. I'm, I'm, I'm singing with a choir now. I realize you all yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's a privilege. Let us consider how we can spur one another on to faith and good deeds. Let us not give up. Privilege. Something that we use to our benefit. It's, it's, almost, it's like, almost like a birthright. It's an entitlement. God said, come on now. I'm giving you that. Let us do it. Let us not forget. You know in Romans 5 it teaches we've been justified by faith. So we have been justified through faith. He provides, as Brian said, justification was it's free. I'm justifying you. I am taking you to be my son, and I'm going to say you are not guilty of the sin that you committed because you've believed in Jesus. He justifies us. He provides, but then we get a position. I'm a son. I get adopted into this family. So he provides something, and then my position. And then he says, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Do you have peace with God? Well, if you don't have peace, you've got to ask yourself, am I actually understanding what it means to be justified? I'm really troubled. Are you sure you're justified? Well, what does justified mean? I've told you that story. I'll tell you again. A friend of mine got caught for a crime, went to the, the, the courts, and he stood there, and the magistrate with all his little goodies on, and he, the magistrate said, how do you plead? He said, I'm guilty. He said, I'm fining you 50,000 rand or 10 years. He said, I don't have 50,000. And I can't do 10 years. I've got a wife and children. Can't you be a bit more lenient? It's the gavel. Done. Then the magistrate, the judge, got up, took his little wiggy thing off, came down, spoke to my friend. He said, do you remember me? He said, he said I was at school with you. Oh, he said, Esther, you look so different. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll pay the fine for you. No, 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 no. I want to pay the fine. And then he said, you can go free. That's what justified means. We, we've, we're guilty before God. We're guilty. I'm a sinner. I'm guilty. And I acknowledge Jesus. I own what Jesus did on the cross. And he said, you are now justified. He doesn't take the crime away. He just pays the penalty for the crime. That's justified. So I've always been there grateful. I was a sinner, but now I'm a sinner saved by grace. What did you do? Nothing. I just believed. I believed on this one that was sent. Because the teachers of the law and the Pharisees came to Jesus. I haven't got this somewhere in John's gospel. 
And they said, what must we do to do the works of the one who sent you? Because everybody wants to work. I must work for my salvation. And Jesus said, you must believe in the one that was sent. That's all. That's all. And then you get justified. I pay your debt. Oh. You come into his presence. And you can come with confidence because I come in that name. My debt's been paid. I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm free from my sin. Hallelujah. I leave the place. I think, oh, come on, world. Make my day. Hasta la vista, baby. I'll be back. Because why are we full of what God has given us? We have peace. That's what God gives me. God always sees us through our position, not our condition. Right, my theological friends? It's it's nothing I've done. My condition, I know my condition. And so do you know yours. Don't look so glibly religious at me. (laughs) We know our condition. And we know where we're weak. But he judges me, looks at me on my position. I'm in Christ. Oh, and that's how I come. In that name. Here's the question. Why don't we go often to that place? Don't look at your watch now. It's only 25 past. I'm watching you. <laughs> she's, she's doing this to see if the watch has stopped. <laughs> Why don't, why don't we go often? Because, because when we go, there, there's such reward. We think we can do it ourselves. You know what thought did, eh? When I was a little boy, they used to tell me, he thought his big toe was out of bed, so he got out of bed to put it back in again. That's what thought did. No, we can't do it by ourselves. That's the wonder of Christianity. Every other religion is works-oriented. I do this, I do that, and God, I tick the boxes. I prayed for half an hour this morning. Oh, two ticks. <laughs> Tomorrow could be 40 minutes. Three ticks. Next morning, baby up all night, no pray. Oh, God, have mercy on me. It's okay. It's okay. I don't do it for merit marks. I'm accepted. My position is secure. He goes on with this truth. He says that we may approach this holy God. We can do it with confidence. Where would this confidence come from? Knowing what I've become. Not not knowing who I am. It's knowing what I've become in Christ. That's my confidence. It's the only confidence I have. This God that threw the stars into the space. Now they create Hubble. What's the new telescope called? How much? James Webb. The previous one was Hubble. Now we've got James Webb. Now the scientists are seeing things. Finding things. We're so clever. And they are. But God gave them ability to be clever. God says in Deuteronomy, I gave you the ability to create wealth. To the to Jews. I did that. You haven't got it in the natural. I did that for you. 
Romans 5, 18 and 19. Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience, the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. <laughs> Phenomenal. The word of God, man, it's, it's, it's amazing. Isn't it? boy. We can come with confidence. We are perfect before the final. Perfect. perfect forever is our position. Being made holy is our condition. God never relates to us out of our condition. I've read it, but out of our position. And the, the motivation for understanding that, 1 John 3.3 3 says this. Everyone who has this hope purifies himself, for he's pure. You see, when I get into the presence of this one, I realize, oh my word, I am, I have, I have many needs. I am, and, and I can come with confidence, yeah, but the confidence is just because I, I, I'm, it's like I'm naked. God knows everything. You know when, you're, when you were little or when you're now parents and your kids do something and you say, I, I saw you, and they say, I was outside. How did you see me? <laughs> Have you got eyes where I can't see? Because moms and dads know things. You know what? They know things. You come into this presence and it's, it's awe-inspiring. And you, you feel, oh my word. I'm here. And then the hand reaches you and says, come, come talk to me. That's what God wants. And I have that hope. You have that hope. But if we understand the hope, we'll purify ourselves. You see, God doesn't, God has purified me with regard to my position. But I've got to work to sort my life out. By coming to church, dancing around, singing a few songs, listening to a preacher, reading my Bible once a week and praying on Thursday mornings is not enough for you to understand that you're actually going to grow in the things of God. Did you, you've done bodybuilding, body yeah? I did too. No, when I was younger. Much, and no, I'm joking. You take supplements bodybuilding stuff because you want to develop yourself and I'm not being rude so when I'm with Christ I've got to take the supplements that are available to me to make me become what he wants me to come and all of them are found in here and you don't have to swallow them or dilute them in water you just read them and embrace them and they become yours so I've got this hope. So I purify myself. What's Romans 12? Um, she's so good. 12, 1. 12, 1 and 2. Come on, do it for me. 12, 1 and 2. It says the similar thing. It's not in the notes. I'm sorry. I've still got time. I've still got I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Therefore, and I've told you when you see a therefore, 
you've got to ask what it's there for. It's true. I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Then he says this, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, perfect will. Before you do that, you can't, you can't test God's will. Because you're on another plane, man. You're on medium wave. God's on FM. And you're trying to tune in. And God says, no, no, you've got to change the wavelength. You've got to get to my wavelength. If you have this hope, you purify yourself. Let me just read that again. Do not conform. In my young days, there was a translation. I can't remember the name of it. It said, do not be squeezed into this world's mold. Don't conform. Don't be squeezed into the way of the world. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, you don't watch rugby or you never go out and have a meal. Or, but you don't get squeezed into the way the world thinks and functions because you've got this hope. And that hope helps me purify yourself. I lost it. No, I haven't lost it. I'm still doing it. Five minutes. Okay. Drawing near, there's lots of scriptures. I'm not going to go there. Or coming near, the encouragement in the book of Hebrews is draw near. Draw near. Draw near. Now, that's not a physical drawing near. I've got the red chair in my house. Red chair, ottoman, rocks a bit, park off in there. That's my chair. I watch rugby from the chair. I watch golf from the chair, and I enter into the presence of God from that chair. Beautiful. And I sometimes have a snooze in that chair as well. <laughs> I, I'm honest now. But it's, it's my place. That's where I... Now, it's not... That's a sacred place. People come, you can't sit, that's my chair, sorry. It's a holy chair. No. I can come when I like. I want to be where you are. No, no, God says you're with me where I am. Because I'm, I'm in you. I'll, I'll go with you. Even when I go to the place that I think I shouldn't go, God goes with you. Hello? And God says, now, if you've got this hope, what's the hope? What's the hope? If you have this hope in you, John says, what's the hope? You were at TMT, bro. Forgiven. What's the hope? Jesus, huh? salvation, eternal life, all right, seeing him one day. My hope is in him, because why? He's perfect. He's perfect. He does everything well. Everything Jesus did, he did well. He even died well. And then I love that line, says, the body began to breathe. Imagine the devil at that point. <laughs> no, I'm serious. The devil thought, I got him. And then the body began to breathe. That's our hope. The God that we serve is alive. And, he, and not just now, forever and ever and ever. So when I come, it's not, hello, ring the bell. Ring 333. 
God must be sleeping that. He never slumbers. He never sleeps or is attentive. That, that's the hope I have. And this God who is eternal, I can come and he feeds my soul. And he gives me what I need.